Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. Soapy will ask questions from the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live, your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. much never can thank you enough but we're not going to that's not going to keep us from trying thank you enough for coming on with us each evening sunday evenings uh you've had i hope you've had a great day uh with family i hope you've had a great time with your your church community i don't know how you're able to meet or how you're meeting um we meet online don't we with your with your church group y'all have about a hundred people i heard yeah so we're in a gym meeting meeting in a Uh gym Mm -hmm. distance but i'm amazed i'm really surprised because you never show the crowd in your in your uh we're not quite there yet i don't know who does their live stream i mean goodness yeah you don't show the the crowd in your live stream i always wish it would show you and of course my grandson so i can say real one time the uh yeah the 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 video disconnected and it defaulted to the macbook to the pro and it did just show my awkward face staring into the camera so that did happen you missed that one evidently duh yeah yeah. Uh oh well uh i think you should do that more often i didn't get to see that episode (laughs) that would have been wonderful but uh whatever folks what however you're meeting uh if it's it's if it's um virtual or if it's in person i hope you had time with the lord today and time with god's people to be encouraged to be um uh you know just instructed further and to encourage others to let your influence uh, pour out to other people this is a real important time for, as for god's people yeah those say, who know the lord yeah. to pull together it was um real quickly on that note I mean, it is amazing. It is, it's, it's a hard time right now. I mean, I think, I think, you know, COVID has kind of spiked and there's just a lot of oppressive, you know, just it's, it's, and it feels in a way as if we're supposed to have come through that because it's a new year and, you know, the election's behind you. And yet, um, I know people are feeling, at least from my experience, maybe just even more isolated than, than ever. And I can't tell you how refreshing and how just, the the church body coming together every Sunday. Um, I know several people just mentioned how grateful they are That's true. for Sunday. Like they cannot wait until Sunday oh, yeah, to, to see be able some folk to, and to yeah, fellowship and, to and laugh and, and smile really to and be worship. Able to reorient and to, to worship and to the worship. Lord. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of uh, reminds me we're in that situation. Remember the old saying about Texas, you know, being so big. You know, the the sun has risen, the sun has set, and and here we are in Texas yet. If you've ever tried to drive across Texas, you know that's right. It's, it it right, doesn't happen how, in a lot of other states where you can drive a whole full day and still be in the same state. Here we are. Uh, it doesn't in happen heaven. in Massachusetts or anywhere right. like up there. But, uh, yeah, we... 
the season's gone. The, the you know the COVID has come. It, it's gone by. We peaked out, and, and and here we are still with it. Uh, yeah. It's it's uh, still on top of us and affecting us. Who knows? I I I don't know. John knows, right? You know exactly how long this is going to hang on. John is our um, board op and. What? I said, I wish I did. You wish you could. I wish I could. Uh, yeah, yeah. We Tell us how. You do have a. Yeah. No, 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 no vaccines yet. I don't I don't know that they're available yet. They are available. Some, yeah. Some, oh, yeah. Yeah. some have. For the, and and um, so it's a matter of I think right now the whole is just the quantity of vaccines. And they're able to distribute them pretty quickly. We're just not getting them in fast enough. Yeah. For well, the demand, I think the, so. the point is, is though, is it's. They're trying to distribute them to giving a priority to the yes, most yes. Uh, sixty-five and older. Yes, yeah, so the older, uh-huh. uh, the most endangered of the yes. culture. Nursing, Nursing homes. homes, yes, and, and of course, I think our military figures up higher there. Uh-huh. So, and our, first responders, our first responders, frontline people, medical yeah. people, yeah. Um, and, and and I think again, <laughs> military folks. But but I don't know. It's, I think it's some teachers, maybe even might be good. Probably, mm-hmm. you probably. Anyway, folks, I hope that you're having a good time uh, with your church family, at least, whether it's virtual or any other way. We do need each other. And not only the point of need, this is this is our moment. This is the Mm -hmm. any moment of stress and difficulty and trial, whether it's war or physical war or 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 economic uh, endangerment like the Great Depression or or a pandemic like this. Mm -hmm. Those are always opportunities for God's people to uh, to show forth uh, our our servant heart. That we're pouring out our lives in benefit of others. We're we're um, helping others. We're you know with all of our. This is our moment to let uh, let shine our, our witness for the for the true and living God and for the our Savior. So I hope that you're um, taking advantage of and, and getting. Uh, to somehow to a church experience, uh, to experience the body of Christ and to be together. Uh, I like uh, your congregation each Sunday, which hasn't always in all the churches we've been a part of over the years. Uh, we've not taken the um, the Lord's Supper, or the, you know, the the table of the Lord, the bread and the wine. We haven't done that every Sunday in every mm-hmm. church, we, but you all do that every Sunday. And I, 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 um, I've grown to I like really that. love that. It's as touching. Well. It yeah. really is. It's our uh, church. Come to the feast. Yep. Mm-hmm. Our church right now is just doing the host and not doing the wine. Is that right? Hmm. Everybody's making some kind of adjustments. But uh, anyway, folks, hope you uh, had a good time. Maybe you'd like to call us. Uh, if anyone would like to call during the hour, 210-340-9585. 210-340-9585. This is The Bible Live. My name is Soapy Dollar. My daughter, Stacy, uh, the second of $5, <laughs> the $5 family we are. But uh, Stacy's here with me, and we, we're enjoying going through the scriptures every year we make our way from genesis to the book of revelation the entire bible every year we read it you can go to the biblelive.com the biblelive.com and you can find there uh, every week monday through friday we have a 15 to 20 minute reading from the scriptures and we read through the entire bible every year it's a it's a beautiful flawless reading and i 
even if I do say so, so myself, that uh, it is uh, yours truly doing the reading, but we worked very hard with a lot of editing. And it's a flawless, clear reading of the New Living Translation, a good, clear, modern version of the Scriptures. And we are right now finishing up what is called the... Uh, the Torah, the the Pentateuch, meaning five books, the first five books of the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. We just finished reading the book of Numbers this past week, chapters 27 through 36, and we have started through the book of Deuteronomy, the last of the books of the Torah, the Pentateuch, uh, the it's a very interesting, but we'll introduce that tonight as well to you in case you don't, you're unfamiliar with the book of Deuteronomy. The, the name itself means, uh, second reading, uh, or the second giving of the law. And it, it, it's not only the second giving of the law, it, it's, it's the, giving of the law to the second generation of the people of Israel who have come out of Egypt. As you remember, let's just go quickly. Genesis is all about beginnings. It's an astounding, wonderful book where the the table is set. The book of Genesis helps set the table fundamentally um, about uh, the human condition, the human situation. God's plan of redemption is set in place. Uh, The principles of that plan are set in place for us to see uh, uh, substitutionary atonement is is the means God intends to bring about uh, redemption and the forgiveness uh, and restoring of humans, uh, of fallen human beings to their rightful place of being in in God, in the relationship with God. We were created by Him and for Him to enjoy a personal relationship with our Creator. And so Genesis lays out the beginnings of these and and starts tracking a, a group of people, a people of God, who know God, love God, not exclusively, they're not the only ones who know God. God, uh, as you can remember, remember Abraham is uh, comes in chapter twelve of Genesis. He's going. He runs into this guy named Melchizedek, who is a a priest of the most uh, most high God. And uh, we're not told about Melchizedek before that. So there are others who know and love God, but God chooses a man and his family and the people group to begin to work with them to develop and to put in place some. Uh, Barriers and some assurances, some safeguards to keep a witness of the true and living God in the world. As it as the population of the world expands, this people group being there, uh, they he is continuing to reveal himself to them and work with them, and God expands. Also, the revelation of Himself. I don't know if I've ever told you that, Stacy. That that. If you look at clearly from the Bible, there is one redemptive plan. There's one God, one Savior, one Redeemer, and and God is. But but the the revelation of that plan, the details of it, how right. it's worked, is is rolled out over centuries, right. and uh, and increasingly. And if you look at it, it increased at the same 
in, in somewhat the same speed and rate as the population of the world. Right. So as the world yeah. population expanded yeah. and grew, the more the, the redemptive plan became clearer, more detailed, and more specific, hmm. uh, which is very. Uh, it's, it's always been though, very it's interesting. Like, it's as though God's mathematics. Yeah, yeah, God's math. <laughs> it's, as if, it's as if He's orderly and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has uh, but but that's what we see happening. Yeah. So God begins with this this man uh, Abraham, Abram and Sarai, and Abraham and Sarah. And then uh, Abraham, Isaac, and then Jacob, and then the twelve sons of Jacob, and the time in Egypt, and all of that. We introduce starts out in in uh, a garden in, in in Eden, and ends up in a uh, coffin in Egypt. That's how the the book of Genesis. Then you go to Exodus. We come across this individual named Moses, whom God has planned sovereignly to use Moses to bring he. He lives 40 years in the palaces of Egypt, 40 years out tending sheep uh, and and then raising the family, and then 40 years leading the people of Israel as they come out of bondage and slavery, 400 years uh, or more in bondage and slavery in Egypt. And then they come out of Egypt. They camp for a year or 13 months at the base of Mount Sinai, uh, and, and then uh, all of that in Exodus. Then Leviticus, there's a great deal of, of information about worship, about the priesthood, uh, uh, God, because the fundamental, the foundation of this group, the thing that's going to bind them and going to preserve them and keep them is uh, their relationship with God. And so they receive, um, as we've said, there was some nation building going on in there at Sinai. And uh, we sometimes wonder why these, you know, these all of these laws and these dietary laws and the unclean and clean and this, that, and the other. Some of them we can make logical sense of. Some mm-hmm. of them were simply to set them apart mm-hmm. so that they would have a distinctive practice, a distinctive uh, experience as a people, but it was all around their, their, their understanding of God and their relationship with God as a society, as a culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, because God was investing a great deal in mm-hmm. this people. Right. Not only in them, they they were the people of God. Right. They this was not an ethnic or a racial uh, grouping. This was people who believed in and and uh, followed after the true and living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, yeah. and Jacob. And I think a lot of that, and a lot of too, it goes to holiness. Holiness yes. as the theme. So he, but not only of the hope. individual holiness. Holiness, right? But f- holiness, but family holiness and wholeness, right? Uh, family integrity, because that's the basis of any society, right. and then the the social or or, or right. the the national right. network, well, because, even because that is who God is. Yes, I mean God is completely set apart, holy, yes. and also holy relational and perfect as a triune. Exactly. And I like so the idea of him. holiness and, and wholeness. wholeness at the same time, because, <laughs> yeah. again, God's purpose here is to preserve them. Yeah. And we see that in Genesis, Exodus, uh, Leviticus, and all of these, there are times when God lays out blessings and curses. These, If you'll follow, if you'll obey, if you'll trust me, mm-hmm. this, you're, you're going to be long on the earth. You're, you're, I'm going to be able to preserve you as a people group in the book of Exodus of the Ten Commandments, which are reviewed 
uh, for the second time here in the book of Deuteronomy, but the, in the Ten Commandments, there's only one of the commandments that has a promise attached to it, clear promise, and that is the one about you should honor your father and mother. You like that one, don't I, you? I do. <laughs> As, you got to the benefits of it on, in I, both ways. You didn't I, have a father. Ways, I didn't, didn't have, have a father and mother anybody. that I had to honor when I was a kid. Uh, I was an orphan, for those of you listening. So, um, uh, you like born that, out yeah. of birth, abandoned at birth, passed around to 16 families before I was six years old and then put into a home for homeless and delinquent boys when I was six, uh, almost six, and for 12 years raised there and uh, 400 brothers, you know, hair-legged guys on the riding the horses, milking the cows, slopping the hogs on doing the cowboy thing up in West Texas. So I was an Indian and a cowboy. Yeah. Uh, uh, it can be done. But anyway, the idea, though, is that honor your father and mother is the only one with the promise because that, and we, we can talk about that a little bit tonight, that uh, that uh, honoring authority and respecting God and a, a power beyond ourselves, an allegiance beyond ourselves, is is uh, kind of the essence of, of one of the defining characters of believing in God and following after him. And we have that, the learn, who do we first learn discipline? Who, who's the first one that ever tells us no right, as a baby? Right. We go, no, Johnny, don't do that. And we go, huh? What was that? I don't know that word. What is that word? No. no. <laughs> uh, but honor father and mother. Yeah. So anyway, we see these Genesis and Exodus. They come out. Leviticus is about worship, about holiness, about uh, 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 God is teaching them to come out. Be you separate, says the Lord. As I am holy, you will be holy. I will make you holy. That's his plan. You see, some people take that as a command. You will, uh, Even as I, the Lord, your God, am holy, you will be holy. Uh, but but it's a promise. That is God. He's going to make, draw out a people for himself who voluntarily will decide they want God, they desire God, to trust God. And God is saying, I'm going to make you holy. And that's what God yeah. is doing through the cross of the Messiah, the, through the uh, atonement, atoning work of, of Jesus on the cross of Calvary, and then through the working and presence of the Holy Spirit. He is working to um, in our hearts to change us and transform us uh, into holy uh, men and women. So that's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and the Numbers now. We finished it up this past week. Is all about uh, the people of Israel. They came. They left Mount Sinai. They have the laws that they're going to supposed to go up and go right on into the promised land, but they don't. Their faith gives out. They don't have the courage and the faith to do it, and so they have been wandering forty years in the wilderness until uh, that entire generation of young men, twenty years old and over, has died out, uh, except for Caleb and Joshua, two old fellows who were faithful, who did believe in God, that did want to go on in and obey God to go into the promised land. And they survived those twenty, those 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. And uh, that's where we finished up this week. Numbers chapters 27 through 36, we see the, uh, the final uh, wanderings, the final experiences, there's some things that we could point out. Uh, Moses, at this point now, begins to think about... His uh, retirement, <laughs> and he begins to he begin he understands that he's not going to be going into the promised land. He asked God to appoint his replacement, someone who would lead Israel in battle for the promised land, and and God chose someone. Uh, I mentioned Caleb and Joshua. Joshua is chosen to be 
the new leader that would take people, the people of Israel into the promised land. And so uh, they have some, just some final experiences uh, that they, they look at. Let me see. I'm trying to look into some of the notes that we've made. Um, we could talk a little bit about Balaam, their final battle with the Midianites. They were, uh, the Israel uh, defeated the Midianites ultimately, but uh, they remember Balaam was this sorcerer, this seer, this prophet, if you want to call him that. And it, it sometimes it appears very clearly he knows the true living God, and, and he respects God, and, and he tries to listen to God. Uh, and uh, he go he's hired to come over and curse Israel by the king of the Moabites, and he won't do it. But in the end, he finally, he tells you, I, know, I can tell you how to defeat the Israelites. All you got to do is destroy their morality, destroy them spiritually, morally. And, and that that's their point. That's their strength. And boy, we could learn from that, couldn't we? You know, mm-hmm. it's not about armies. It's not about wealth. Uh, the, the core of their strength was their morality. Uh, and uh, it reminds me, what's that that French historian that said about America? America is great. To, uh, De Tocqueville. De Tocqueville. Mm-hmm. America is great because America is good. Mm-hmm. And as, if she ceases to be good, she will cease to be great. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm praying we're not looking at that process today in our own uh, in our nation. But then. Here we have that that strength, and Balaam then leads the people of Midian, the women of Midian, to go and seduce uh, Jewish men, not only into uh, perversion and into um, immoral uh, uh, sexual action, but also drawing them into worship Baal, because in those religions, these perverse terrible, corrupt religions of idolatry and false gods and so on, man-made religions of Canaan that people had, they they were closely tied together, almost all of them, with sexuality. Mm-hmm. There were rituals of, of um, uh, for their crops, you know, to make their crops grow and, and so on. Rituals, I forget the word I'm trying to get in my mind there, but all of this was tied together. That's why in, in, the, in the practice of their religion and worship among the Israelites, there was strict, very clear separation, never, uh, never to introduce sexuality into the worship uh, experience it, in very very clearly and, and even to us as believers today uh in even from the new testament we can see that there there there's it's a very dangerous thing and so Balaam then gives them instructions and they do indeed are able to corrupt uh, and have an impact on the people of Israel but then uh the Israelite warriors are sent into battle in chapter 31 of numbers we read it this week and they did indeed have a great victory and they didn't lose themselves not one soldier was killed in that battle it made me think of a our, our war in the early 90s with with um, Saddam Hussein and so on that we went so many days and weeks with no no injuries no no uh, deaths at all and that would have been even more amazing in the days of this hand-to-hand combat in that era uh, and so you read about that in chapter 31 so we uh, we got through now anything about numbers Stacy that kind of stands out to you uh, this period of time there some people have liked Likened our life on planet Earth is kind of our 
our wilderness. Uh, you know, we've we've come out of Egypt as God's people today. We've 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 been forgiven and cleansed. Uh, we know God's laws and and God's at work within us by His Spirit. And now we're on this travel. This is not our home. Planet Earth is not our home. We're just passing through. Our treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Uh, the angels beckon me from heaven's open door. That this world is not my home, and you know we're. We're to go be with him. So we have to be realize that we are on a, a, a journey mm-hmm. in this world. Yeah. And some people have likened it to this journey through the wilderness. Okay. Uh, and we shouldn't complain. We shouldn't. All of these things that we see the people of Israel doing there in the wilderness uh, and right. keep trusting God and following think, him. Yeah, I think the thing that started to kind of stand out to me was how it does. Uh, it is so very epic. You know, um, it reminded me of, you know, talking animals, I guess, and, uh, and then just the journeys and the different tribes and developing. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of a cross between Narnia and Middle Earth. Well, and, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Lewis didn't do a little bit of that <laughs> intentionally or, or Tolkien. Oh, is, for sure. The, yeah. And is, the horse and his boy. Remember yeah. when, uh, the king is turned into a donkey? Yeah. If so, if you haven't read the, Chronicles of Narnia to your children and grandchildren. Folks, you got to get that series. It's seven books, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, they're, they're not in necessarily in chronological order. It starts out and then later on it goes and gives you some of the opening, uh, characters are developed and so on. But they are just a delightful series of books. He wrote it to uh, his niece, Lucy, mm-hmm. is that right? I and and so, the yeah. key character in the in of the uh, Narnia, the children of Narnia, one of them is named Lucy, um, our favorite, right? So uh, <laughs> anyway, if you haven't read those, you you'll really really enjoy them, and they do a great job of yeah. of explaining and giving a context, a fun context. And as always, the books are so much better than the movies. <laughs> yeah, so, the, the books are the books. indeed better than the movie, and you can cuddle on the bed at night as you read it to them. That's that's a, that's a good thing. Uh, you enjoy it. So anyway, that's what we get. Uh, we've gone, finished up our consideration of the book of Numbers. Uh, we can come back to it. We can talk about anything that you'd like to from it. But when we come back, we're going to open up and give a little bit of introductory to the book of Deuteronomy. It's a very unusual book. It's it's uh, the people of Israel are camped on the east side of, of uh, the of the Jordan, and this is the last 30 days of Moses' life. And these are his last four or five addresses to the people. So we'll come back and look at the book of Deuteronomy and take your phone calls as well. Anything you'd like to discuss or act, ask or uh, talk about here. Everything biblical here on The Bible Life. Thank you for joining us. 210-340-9585. Don't go away. Darkness will We are back. This is the Bible Live. Thanks, John. Good, good song. Good. I, I left it running. We'll it'll wind out here. We are back. The Bible Live. This is Soapy Dollar. Stacy's here with me. Soapy and Stacy, and we are ready to talk a little bit about uh, 
Deuteronomy. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and then now we're moving over to consideration of Deuteronomy. They've gone through these 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. They've had some amazing experiences. All the men 20 years old and older have died off except Caleb and Joshua and Moses. And... Um, they are now camped on the east side of the Jordan River, uh, two to three million people, they say. And, uh, of course, the on the other side, the mighty city of Jericho awaits them. There are other cities. They know they're there. They, you can't really hide out and be a, a secret force there with that many people. And they've been wandering out there for 40 years. The word has gone out. And the, the first battle they get to, and we, we're not into it yet with the book of Numbers, um, we'll have to go to Joshua uh, when they do enter in. But the first city they go to, uh, one of the heroines of that particular story, uh, this lady named uh, Rahab, and she talks about what we've all heard. We heard about how God, your God brought you out of Egypt and how this and that. So so this has been going on for 40 years, this, this incredibly huge population of people has been wandering around there in the uh, in the desert so if we want to kind of get in the mode of thinking uh it isn't like all of a sudden these people show well who's this look at all those people where they come from and they they knew about them they it the story had passed around to all the all these other groups and uh they knew about this huge group of people out in the wilderness and uh, coming up wandering and now they're right there parked on the east side of the Jordan and uh whose land would they have They're coming in. Right. Who huh? would, who would who would they have been whose land was it that they were on? The uh, people there in Canaan? Yeah. So. Uh, it gives a list of them uh the Canaanite the the okay. Hittites the uh, it gives a Jebusites. Jebusites, uh, for example, their key city was Jerusalem, okay. uh, and uh, they—that's um, yeah, uh, their key city. There, there are a number of groups there in in Canaan. Uh, they were historically and. And we can, people who have done archaeological digs and know about the history of that era, they were uncommonly um, perverse, corrupt, yeah. cruel, a, a level of cruelty that you wouldn't believe uh, with each other. Um, their gods were mirrored them. Their gods yeah. were also cruel and wicked and corrupt, um, that, which is kind of an interesting thing that it really is people tend to take on the character yeah. of the gods they worship. Yeah, it is amazing that they survived that whole time. I mean, uh, the 40 years. Yeah, really. I mean, being surrounded and, uh, you know, they were. Yeah, they were surrounded by by. And people they, groups, enemy people groups. Uh, I, I suppose, though, that there just aren't that many people who live out in the middle of the desert, which is probably on their work in their behalf. And the fact that God had given them uh, manna and and quail, they they had learned to make to live off of that land. Uh, they did have some run-ins with Edomites, you know. The and and it tells about right, some yeah. of those. Um, in the more uh, Moabites as well, the, the um, Ishmaelites that they're called. Remember, uh, Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers um, to a band of Midianites mm-hmm. um, from uh, that region, and, and Moabites as well, mo- mo- um, a caravan of Moabite uh, traders. So. 
So, yeah, they're there. And, and I guess if they were just a little group of uh, 15 or 20, 50, 60, 80 or 90 people, that would have been they would have been easy pickings. But you get two million people together and I guess they had 603,000 over over 603,000 men of uh, warrior age, 20 years and older. So they were they were definitely a force to be dealt with. Um but all of this time, God was uh, leading them, teaching them, guiding them, correcting them, training them uh, uh, through their leadership, Moses. And we saw, as we talked about last week, all of the experiences of the book of Numbers, uh, the jealousy, of, you know, even Miriam, uh, Moses' own sister, and Aaron, his brother, they... they um, they had their problems. The priesthood had their problems. The leader, there was jealousy mm-hmm. about uh, his power, the the influence that he exerted over the people and all. So, you know, complaining about not enough food and not the kind of food we like and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's it's very human. Yeah. <laughs> you read the book of Numbers and you'll 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 find yourself in there. You're, you'll find uh, we as God's people today, we still make some of those same mistakes. And of course, that's the value of reading it is is in our hearts and lives as we mature and grow to become uh the people of God that we can, we can, uh, we can be a what what the Bible calls salt and light in our society in our culture, because the same principles that work that God it puts into place with the people of Israel uh, about to preserve them and keep them. Remember all of these laws, folks. All of these rules and laws that God gave to them was it so that they would have a unique. Uh, uh, um, identity that their lives would become identified as individuals and of course as a society by by their worship of the true and living God and their relationship with him and and that's what we, our desire is to be that way as well uh, we we're to be salt and light because of being the people of God we're we're not of this world we're our our home is uh, uh, across the way into eternity and here we are representing the God giving uh, a witness of of the goodness and grace of God to to folks who don't know Him, and in uh, in helping others that that's that's our desire. Just just what God is doing now through the people of Israel. Now they come up on the east side of the Jordan, and they're going to be there for thirty days. This is the last thirty days of Moses' life. Um, this is the last thirty days of of their wanderings, forty years, and and uh, they're they're going to pass the cross over that river. There's going to be war. They know it, so might as well get into the attitude. Uh, people knew it. They knew that there were great walled, defended cities on the other side. Um, <clears throat> and by the way, the other thing you might imagine, Stacy, as you think about the people of Israel wandering through the wilderness all this time, I mean. It, I think, and I think the text bears it out, although it doesn't make a strict point of it. It tells the story of them and their experiences, what they're doing. But clearly they weren't there like all by themselves. I mean, they um, people would leave, I'm sure, and go into other cities and villages roundabout. Uh, they would go and, and other people would come and see them and, and trade with them mm-hmm. and, and, and offer materials and so on and food and so on. So there was, they weren't, you couldn't hide, like I said, two million, million people. So here they are now at the east bank of the Jordan, 
uh, Moses is going to give them four or five speeches. He's going to speak to them, uh, and and this is going to be, it's called Deuteronomy. It means the second law, or uh, the second giving of the law, and the, sec- the giving of the law to a second generation, a new generation of Israelites who had not been there coming out of Egypt. And they had to be, hear these, uh, these, the laws of God repeated and explained again, um, from Moses, the great Moses himself. So th- that's what we're going to be doing for 30 days. And then Moses will die and Joshua will lead the people of Israel into the promised land. We read this past week, chapters one through six. And um, this is the most quoted book in the New Testament, by the way. The book of Deuteronomy is, although there's, uh, you have to realize, folks, the, the New Testament, what is it mom says? The Old Testament, the new, the, in the Old Testament, the New Testament is uh, hidden, uh, concealed. Uh-huh. And in the New Testament, the Old Testament is revealed. Right. And, and, and they, they, Mom's they're a match pair. Too. Yeah, they're a match pair in the light of the of the New Testament, in the light of Messiah having come. We understand far more completely and better uh, now the experience of the people of Israel, even than they did. Of course, they understood what they understood, and they understood a lot more, I think, than sometimes we give them credit for understanding. Yeah. Uh, they knew about the the covenants with with. Adam with later on with Noah with Abraham the Abrahamic covenant the Noahic covenant they knew about the covenant they knew that they were God's people they knew about the the uh, covenant meaning the treaty or the the contract that was made between them as a people group their the particular people group and and God the true and living God so they knew and they had details about God's plan all wrapped up in the in the uh, sacrificial system and the 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 tabernacle that they built is all full of symbolism and characteristics of that relationship with God and and uh so they they knew but we see it so much more completely now because of watching their experience uh and so the book of uh, Deuteronomy comes God uh um I'm sorry Moses is going to uh speak to them and repeat and reveal God's laws to them one more time. Uh, he's going to use, I've heard, now there are different different uh, readings on the book of Deuteronomy. Uh, one of the, the things I've read is that the book of De- Deuteronomy is written in the format of a treaty between a king and his conquered vassal state. Uh, and that is that would be something, uh, of course, that Moses would be well aware of as having grown up in the palaces, been educated in the palaces of Egypt. And so Moses could have definitely done that. It usually begins with a review of the history of the king with the people of that uh, that who will become his people. And then uh, terms are laid out and the consequences of if you obey or if you disobey, if you break the covenant, what will happen and so on. Those are aspects of the book as well. Some people say it's written in that 
format or the format of a of a will, a last will and testament that God, uh, some people think of it as Moses, last will and testament to the people. But however we look at it, those are the the different parts. You you would you had seen some parts of that as well earlier, did when we were talking. Um, Oh, well, okay. You had you had listened to that on, online. You can go yeah. to what is that you listen to? Oh, Bible Project. Yeah, the Bible, Bible Project. Project. They'll give you a good overview of yeah. almost any of the books of the Bible. It's a video, and and they'll do graph. It's it's graphic work. It's really well done. Though. Okay, uh, yeah. uh, the Bible Project. That some of our listeners might enjoy. That you can go to each book, and it will give you a kind of a uh, there a, a review or a recap uh, of what the book is about. It's kind of a, it's outline. So we get into the book of uh, Deuteronomy, and the opening chapters, 1 through 5, is a little bit of a review of the experience that you know God and this people. So he reviews and goes back and reviews uh, the history of Israel's uh, uh, God revealing himself to the people of Israel, uh, Israel's rebellion, Israel's many failures, but God's patience, God's grace, God's forgiveness, uh, um, in, in spite of that, and how God nurtured them and kept them and walked with them through those many, brought them out of Egypt and, and through those many experiences. It picks up with the, the review there, it picks up uh, when they leave, uh, when they leave Egypt. I think at the first Passover, and then it goes on through the time uh, at the base of Mount Sinai and then through their wanderings as well. Um, let me see here. Our phone number is 210-340-9585, 210-340-9585. So if you'd like to give us a thought about in particular, what I'm kind of focusing on with this second giving of the law is for us to realize, I think it's important for us to realize why it's crucial that we realize why so much, why God invested so much time and effort in, in training and in, in, in teaching the people uh, of Israel, giving them his laws. Sometimes we think of, sometimes we think of laws as being, um, limiting and as being something bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yet these very laws are what are going to protect them and what is going to preserve them. Uh, And we need, we need to understand that, that that's God is doing some, some nation building here. And these, these concepts and these learning how to treat one another uh, and and living in a just, uh, in a society, treating one another according to God's laws. This is what would preserve them for the next 1500 years um, as they even as they kept these laws unfaithfully and sporadically it still in all it, it is these laws and we'll see this as we go through the rest of the Hebrew scriptures the Old Testament the ups and downs of Israel it all parallels when they came back to worshiping God and following God and obeying his laws and they they get in trouble they they become uh, under oppression they break up it themselves it, it creates disunity in the nation 
uh, everything about. But when they come back to God, or when a significant a significant number of the people of Israel come back to God and worship God, these times there are eight great revivals listed in these in the Old Testament. And these times when they came back to to honor God and to obey His laws, not everybody a hundred percent ever, but when a significant consensus of the people came back to seek God and repent and turn to Him, God acted on their behalf. Their nation prospered, just as He He says, and we could we could say the same thing as Americans today, as we honor God uh, in God we trust. Our, our it says on our coins and our this motto that so many people would like to do away with. But if we if we do ever, I'm not talking about just the motto, but the reality of trusting in God. You can have a motto in God we trust, and not be living it out. And that's that's what we have seen so much in the last fifty years, uh, from the '60s until now, about sixty years that we've seen a a kind of a growing consensus against uh, uh, God's laws, against the acknowledgement of God, against um, holiness and, 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 and righteousness and morality and so on. And and we have we're paying the price in our families, in our communities, in our states, in our in our nation. And so these things that we're reading about in the book, in the books of uh, Leviticus and now Deuteron Numbers and then Deuteronomy. These are very, very crucial to show us how important it is to acknowledge God, to honor God with our lives and with as a nation, as in our as a people group. And we'll never do it a hundred percent. But then those of us who do follow after God, it is so very important that we become very serious about what it means to honor God, follow Him, obey Him, and serve and love our fellow men. Uh, In the last chapter we read this week, Deuteronomy chapter 6, is where we get that powerful passage that Jesus himself, centuries later, about 1,500 years later, Jesus quotes that verse in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. He said, someone asked him, what's the greatest commandment? He said, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And that's that's a quote right here from Deuteronomy. So these are very, very important principles that are laid out for us, particularly and especially as God's people and who who may have forgotten who may have we 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 doubt god's word we we uh we change god's word we we replace his word with our opinions and our thoughts and um we get in trouble every single time it is an interesting thing to to read this yeah to read this without um i mean or to to come to that point to come to that moment where you are at the crossroad in terms of decision am i going to go am i going to assert my will or am i going to submit and and be humble before the lord and submit to his will am i going to align my heart and my will with him or am i going to be stubborn and prideful and rebel and there's a for me you know that at that point typically um it's somewhat painful you know it's a hard decision it's not an easy thing um and it's what, stressful it's no doubt stressful, about it and it's a hard and um, and our flesh and our human and we want to take control and we want to try and fix and we want to try and 
assert our own justice. And I mean, so it's a hard thing. And what always my sort of guiding, it's always right back to the cross. I mean, I always go to, to the cross and, and what he did there. And that immediately dispels my, my fear or my anger or my, because he did, I mean, how can I, how could I be, how can I not trust him? How could I not? He laid down his life, you know, right. And, um, so it's an interesting to across experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I guess I, I don't know if this, this would be my question to you or to anybody listening is what, what do you think their relationship and their revelation of who he is, how, how, how did they work through that crossroads? How did, when they approached those, those times of temptation to rebel or the desire to, was it the manna? Was it just his faithfulness? Was it most? And I guess maybe that's what Deuteronomy is all about. Moses saying <laughs> he, he promises he, 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 maybe it was the, that path, that blood, what he came and he walked between the broken. And maybe that's what they had to constantly return to was he promised, he promised, he promised, um, or return to their, the fulfillment of the promises up until that point. Well, it's very clear. It's very clear that the people of God are not going to operate in a bubble. Right. That's very clear. One of the things very clear from the outset is that God's plan of redemption for for humanity is one in which he is calling out a people for himself within with on planet earth yeah. with within the reality uh, of us where we live in a we live in a closed system right. um god doesn't come and directly intervene in in every given moment and and solve every problem but we we live in a, a closed system that is ruled only by morally neutral natural laws and these morally neutral natural laws apply to everybody saint or and sinner alike in other words a bullet right. doesn't turn into a marshmallow just because it's going toward an innocent child. So good things happen to bad people, bad things happen to good people. And so we're we're living in a world where as God's people we're going to have to it's it's a right. it's a it's a what do you call it? Uh I'm trying to think. It's a uh, a war, it's a battle of worldviews actually yeah it's it, are we going to acknowledge God and ultimate reality is there and therefore that bring that to bear in the way that we live here mm-hmm. or, or 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 essentially is this going to be right. all there is well, and right and what the interesting gonna, thing though is that often that battle of worldviews is not external it's often an yes. internal one in our well it comes down hearts. to individual <laughs> life right. and, and and have you noticed this Stacey? they um they, the ups and downs of Israel, almost always, almost always, a, any progress or any learning experience is almost always, and it's sad to say in a way, is precipitated by a failure, by defeat, yeah. by and by a a, a threat, mm-hmm. uh, sure. uh, illnesses, uh, snakes biting them, uh, an army, God and even now. Them. Even now, we've got to remember when Moses is talking to them here on the east side of the Jordan, they look right over there and 
I mean, there's the great walled city of Jericho. Right. They know there that there are armies. People are going to die. Right. You know, this, they're going into war. Pain is God's megaphone to rouse. And maybe a death that's world. where we most are most teachable. <laughs> yeah, pain is God's megaphone to rouse the devil. Yeah, world. exactly. But I don't think it. Obviously, it doesn't have to be. And that's the whole point: is that we can grow beyond that. We can learn and learn and learn to where there are times of doubt and and, and unbelief are fewer and fewer and, and farther and farther between so that we can develop a consistent, victorious walk of faith and trust and, and, and kind of graduate into heaven then. <laughs> We've learned it. Okay, God, I'm ready to go home. Well, we can come back. We're going to go one more segment talking about the book of Deuteronomy as we are getting into it. Hope you'll stay with us. Give us a call if you'd like with any uh, maybe you've had an experience of learning or you uh, look at the way you've grown in your life. What has precipitated? What have been the events, the activities? Has it been failure? Has it been stress? Has it been difficulty that has caused you to grow the most? Maybe you can tell us some of those stories. We'd love to hear from you. 210-340-9585. The Bible Live will be back for our final segment. Don't you go anywhere. Blessed Redeemer, living word. Beautiful song. Oh, Jesus, name above all names. Beautiful Savior. All right, we are back. Our final segment of the Bible Live broadcast this evening. And, uh, we do love our Jesus, and we love that Messiah. And, uh, you know, I was—I've been thinking this week. I don't know why I have a Bible study on Friday morning with some men get together, and we have a great time each Friday morning. And and just as we've gone through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, now and getting into Deuteronomy, it just—I I, realized what an incredible thing God has done. That the redemptive plan for all of humanity and God has rolled it out through history and it is so perfect in all of its details and its preparation years even and and then you get down uh, in our Bible study I mentioned, I mentioned that is that we've been looking at the Gospel of Matthew for the last uh, month or more and 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 it all comes down to this one this one Messiah, this special one that God even mentions in Genesis chapter three, verse fifteen. You know, uh, the seed of the woman. I'll, I'll, he'll, he'll, you wound him in the in the foot, uh, in the heel, Satan. But he's going to crush your head. You know, this is the one that's going to. He's going to make things right. He's going to overcome the effect of the fall. And, and in all, all these centuries are going by, and we're waiting, and we're seeing it. And, and, and then he came. You know, that, that's, uh, I remember a Jewish man saying to me, well, I, one thing I really envy about you Christians, you love your Jesus. And, and I, we do. We love it. He, he, and, and, and you should, too, my Jewish brethren out there. You, this is your Messiah. It's. Uh, I mean, I, I've often said if 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 Jesus had been an Apache Indian, I'd be oh I'd be singing it from the rooftops. Wouldn't that be so great? But the but for the 
uh, for the Messiah to come. <laughs> and so very many of our Jewish brothers and sisters have in fact mm-hmm. discovered and acknowledged their Messiah, their Lord. And I can just imagine it being in, in ten times more incredible and more more precious mm-hmm. to to know that you out of just even out of your own people group, as distant or as long ago as that might have been, that God sent the Redeemer. What a what a wonderful thing. Well, we got to go. We have a phone call, so let's go talk to Vera. She's calling in, and I'd love to hear from Vera. Uh, her comments, maybe about the Book of Numbers, about this idea of how we grow. Vera, good to hear from you. Thank you for calling. Yes. Do you oh, think? Do, you. do you think maybe the stress and strain of the coronavirus might even somehow influence some of us believers to start believing <laughs> and more oh, I think consistently. So. I, I think you know it's, what was so odd um, when I called you last. Um, I thought I was completely over the virus, okay, uh-huh. and um, then I just I, I was I was kind of a setback, and I think God uh, uses things to slow some of us down that seem to. To try to run ahead of the Lord. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I do. I do. Running ahead of the yes. Lord. I think I, I, that's one of my uh, my my specialties. I, uh, specialties. <laughs> I do that a lot, uh, and having to learn to slow down and wait on the Lord. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and taking everything into prayer with thanksgiving mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. something else we've learned. But um, you're talking about numbers and and. Um, you know the blood of Jesus. We just uh, have a Messianic congregation, uh, Baruch Hashem, that we attend on Saturday mornings, uh-huh. and um, it's a combination, actually, of of, of some Jewish uh, songs and and then Christian songs, and it 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 blends. It shows. I mean, you know, it, it, he talked about the Old Testament sacrifice. Yes, and then the New Testament. Okay, is is God, of course, you know, revealed, um, you know, from 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 the old. Yes, and uh, and and um, that was so good what you said because I've heard that quite a bit over over the course of my Christian life, and I'm um, I'm just thinking uh, we need to remember that God is making one new man. Man, um, and I'm forgetting exactly where that's spoken of. I think somewhere Paul said in his epistles uh-huh. that um, out of the two, there will be one new man. And so there are so many messianics now that are starting to be more and more accepted over there in Israel. And um, we get a, a brochure called Teaching from Zion. Uh-huh. And um, it was excellent about the plagues and everything that happened to the Jews as they, you know, uh, were getting ready to leave Egypt. Yes. And, and they didn't know how, but God was working it out. And um, they were protected when they stayed in their houses. 
about the virus thing, and I thought, <laughs> you know, it never came to our house. We got it when we traveled out to Ohio to to be with my family over Christmas. Uh-huh. And once we got to Mount Pleasant in Texas, we slept in this Best Western, and I don't want to besmirch their name, but it was not as clean a room. It, it smelled clean, but it wasn't, okay, because we we saw in, in that we woke up with coughs the next morning. Oh, my and goodness. And so we were sick. Right away, right away at that time when you woke yes. up with the cough, were you, did you have a little bit of a, a, a thought that, well, I hope we didn't, I mean, of course, in the atmosphere in which we're living these days, I guess that would have been a little yes. bit of a warning sign to you immediately, right? Yes, it kind of was, but it was starting to rain when we bedded down, and um, I, I, I looked, the Lord prompted me to look at the filters in, in the heater, uh-huh. you know, heater air conditioner that they have in the, in the rooms. I see. And they were black. They were black. Oh, my goodness. And so I don't know if it was just pure mold or from smoke gone by, and yeah. they were apparently very never clean, so I cleaned them in the bathtub. I I mean, this is mundane stuff, but, you know, God tells you what to do. Uh, but in spite of that, you know, I woke up the cough, and then my husband wasn't sick until we reached home, and he went straight to bed. <laughs> uh-huh. And so it was this entire month, because we returned the, the 31st, and um, we were sick all the first until just this last week. Well, your experience is, thank you, thank you for calling. Your experience is very important important to us these days we don't have enough uh, we don't hear enough from people who've actually uh, contracted the virus and then ha- have lived through it and uh, overcoming it and yet um yeah. so what has it been like you know for about a month you've been uh going through it and to the extent that you felt like at least what a week or two ago that you might have now come out the i guess they say it has a two-week in- incubation period that for it to begin to show its symptoms I, it's what i understand Something like and a couple of weeks before you really for everyone. You know, that's the that's it. see, we didn't even know if it was actually the COVID nineteen or not. But when I think about it, um my niece whom I hugged at Christmas, uh-huh. she worked in a COVID uh, unit at the hospital. I see. But of course she she said she came home and, you know, disrobed, took a shower. She was very, very meticulous about taking care of herself so uh-huh. she wouldn't transmit anything. But who knows? You know, uh-huh, it, sure. it could have happened on the, the 24th or 25th of December, and then it didn't manifest until the very end of the month. But um, all I can say is that that God was with us and took care of us, and even when we got home, it it um, we called our kids, and they they were very gracious and and helped us and and got us some groceries and things. Sure. The first two weeks of of January were horrible. We, we were so exhausted. All we wanted to do was sleep and drink water. I see. We weren't even that hungry. It was sleeping and drinking water. And our daughter in Ohio that we stayed with, she told us, oh, guess what, Mom? Uh, you know, the day you left, um, I I lost my sense of smell and taste. And I said, oh, well, that's interesting. We didn't. Huh. 
you know, and that's how she knew that she had come down uh, apparently with it. And they quarantined her from work for two weeks. I see. And, um, and but we we just quarantined ourselves at home. Yeah, for good two, for you, Vera. Two, I, I'm weeks. so glad you did, and I'm yes. I'm hoping you 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 know you felt like you maybe had gotten come through it and seen the yes. worst of it, but now you yes. you say you are getting a little bit of a. Uh, it's not over and completely gone. Were you ever at that well, point it's where like you you ha- couldn't you have breathe to go slower? No, I had no problems with breathing, none whatsoever. And that's what's so strange because, see, I didn't really have it tested. Oh, I had a friend said, why don't you just go ahead and get tested? You know what people don't realize? The test that they run on you is only good for 24 hours. I mean, you could catch it after that. Right. You know, True. and and the thing is, you know, um, if you don't trust the Lord with your health and your life and, and learn to do things that, that boost your immune system naturally, um, I don't think anybody's going to really, you know, people are too afraid instead of trusting the Lord and asking him how to help you through it. uh, They're just scared and they run to the doctor and we never darkened the doctor's office all year long, if you want to know. You know, we I think you, not. you've just said something. I think it is a, it really does relate in some way to, to what we're looking at here in the scriptures is that yes. we, sadly, most of us, uh, well, I'll say all of us because I, I think, I believe, probably it's the human condition. We tend to go from crisis to crisis. And, and we Amen. were converted. Usually there's some kind of, not a crisis, but the Holy Spirit makes us aware of our need for God and our need for forgiveness. And, and, and there's a, mm-hmm. the, he draws us forward and it's coming. We're, we're responding to our emptiness and to the stress and the strain of life without God. And so, right. and, and, and unfortunately as believers, we, we tend to focus more on only when we get sick. Oh, now I'm going to, but I think what God is trying to tell the people and establish here in the book of Numbers and Deuteronomy with the laws of God is that we need to live, as you just said, have a good diet, take care of ourselves, exercise ourselves and our minds and our bodies and be active doing good, holy, God-centered things and and yes. it doesn't mean that we'll never get sick, but we we will be less likely because our immune system will be built up, uh, stronger, able to more able to resist. There is a good right. sort of a, yeah. a parallel, There's, I think, yeah. to what yeah. the laws of God are for in our lives. There's no part of our life that is just ours. In other words, there's no part of our life Amen. that should not be touched by God's hand and by God's. Yes, we are right, and we are His. And it's in continual. Day. It's yeah. not just when we get into a crisis. Right. Yeah. But, we, but, right. but I, I like it. Right. I think that's a very good. Uh, what you shared tonight mm-hmm. has been interesting, of course, to all of us in these moments. But it's also got a good application there from from the scriptures. Is in sure. your in your admonition there to take care of ourselves and be exercised and 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 you know eat well, right. eat healthy foods and so on. 
will be all yeah. that is like the laws of God. There will be a preservative on us instead of just going from crisis oh, amen. to crisis. And you yeah. know, He gave us He gave us the herbs of the of the field. You know, it tells us in there in Genesis. Yeah. And the herbs. Uh, there are so many wonderful companies that I believe God has raised up with herbal products sure, that sure. that are so healthful for us because the food uh, you know that we're eating daily is over processed and sure. you know adulterated with chemicals we're becoming you know, more and more aware <laughs> we're becoming more and more aware of that and and that's what i was saying right. is that maybe that's a good thing that might come even yeah. from this crisis is that we need to Amen. keep an eye out for our ongoing health needs and our diet our yeah. exercise and and, and right. not only not only physical but our hearts and minds as well yeah. that that's what the laws oh, of god yeah. are all about <laughs> thank you Vera. You, you've made a point so that we've been, you've made a point that we've been searching for all evening very good i'm just wondering whether i should call or not oh, i'm so glad but you did i just wanted I'm, I'm I'm just so thankful that you're there because you you I remember years ago I just want to praise you for for your uh, sending me I think it was uh, Bible Live on CDs oh, many so years good. ago because yes. I answered questions right four yeah. or five questions <laughs> in a row right and I I got wow that's the first time I've ever got anything for free well I tell you what you've given us something very valuable tonight for free thank you Vera. <laughs> That was wonderful. You're welcome. Oh, so good to hear. And that is a good point. That's kind of what we've been trying to say is don't just, you know, Go to the or take care of ourselves when we get sick and we have to. But right. that's what the laws of God are about to preserve that, us and strengthen right. us. Right, and if we don't, and what you said that we do not live in a bubble. That's just it. You, uh, we tend to, and, yeah, and, it, and we so quickly. The air is full of viruses around us every single <laughs> right, day. Right. Our, your brother, your my oldest son Scott, tells us that all the time. He right. he's really into uh, t- talking right. these supplements and things that can help us. And he said the. It, there are viruses all around right. us, and not keeping. We need to keep ourselves yeah, strong. Keeping short account of our dependency, and every taking every thought captive, right? mm-hmm. taking every um, every relationship, and surrendering that to the Lord. Taking every amen. bite of food, and amen. as of you, Lord. And, yeah. and, amen. Yeah. Take care of ourselves. Discipline ourselves. Get the exercise. Uh, and even, and so, but then on the spiritual side, it means. Uh, of course, taking care of ourselves, spend time with God in prayer and fellowship, uh, help our brothers and sisters, spend time in worship, right. uh, and then be, be involved in ministry. Well, you and know. then when, when God says go and go into the land, it mm-hmm. means go into the land. Yeah. <laughs> it means, be, and when God says don't, it means don't. And when Moses asks God and says, can I go in? And God says no, it means Moses saying, okay. <laughs> I, you know, and, uh, well, that brings us to those right. those final chapters right. uh, that we've read this week. We we see uh, one of the main things that happens uh, beyond this. Uh, now Moses is going to review for them, as we said, in the format of a of a covenant or of a treaty. Uh, he's he's reviewing their past history here in these opening chapters. He remembers Israel's wanderings in chapter two, and he goes over the this victory over Sihon of Heshbon. And he, he, all of these, the stops and the steps of of the, 
of the that God gave to the people of Israel. Remember that it's important too. Not only the steps are guided, but sometimes the stops are guided by the Lord. And so he goes through that. He reviews their history. Um that has brought them now to the east side of the Jordan, and and they get to review some of those lessons that they learned, uh, times lessons of disobedience and and not trusting God and obeying, and other times when they did uh, obey God. But then uh, that's what the book of Deuteronomy starts with. Now, in chapters uh, seven, now as we come through this coming week, he's going to start reviewing the the covenant itself. Here are the commands uh, for the community of God. We've already reviewed the Ten Commandments uh, in chapter 5, but now he's going to begin to enlarge upon those, expand upon them again, and talk about holiness, living holy, consecrated lives. A healthy, It's going to be healthy for them in every sense, physically, in their physical, but also spiritually right. uh, in the morale and, uh, of, pri- of the nation. And primarily because it is only, he is a holy God that cannot interact with unholiness. And so, and our re in in our uh humility and in our coming before him is as as holy as you know that uh that is that is the only way that is the bridge through which we can interact with him and that is his desire that he that everything that we do is alongside and with him as a triune god a commun a god of community a god of relationship that's what he wants with each of us well we've got a little time left if you have a, a comment or maybe an experience that you'd like to share with us 210-340-9585 uh, but just just to always uh, insist on this that if you look at the people of Israel this this had a beginning they were delivered out of Egypt uh, the, God brought them miraculously out of Egypt. Uh, the the oldest son of every uh, family in in the land that was taken, except those who were covered with the blood over the doorway. And so there is there is an experience for each of our listeners tonight. Maybe for for you to to examine your own heart and life. Have you come out of Egypt? Have you come out of the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of sin and and condemnation, and by God's grace by God's provision of his own son, the the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, have you trusted in him to come into your heart and your life? Um, And that's your coming out of Egypt. That's you, your opportunity to, to be born again. We understand that in the, from the New Testament language. The, that's when we come out of bondage to sin and darkness and come into the kingdom of God. So that's something that if you haven't done that at any given moment, uh, there's a wonderful verse in the New Testament. There are so very, very many where Jesus invites us. He says, uh, he came into his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him in John chapter one, as many as received him, he gives the right to become God's children, even to those who trust and believe and uh, have faith in his name. And then in the last book of the New Testament, there's this wonderful verse. He, Jesus says, I'm standing at the door and knocking. If anyone hears my voice and opens that door, he said, I will come in. He doesn't say I might. If you're lucky, if you 
handsome, if you're smart, if you're good looking, or if you're good enough even. He said, if you desire that relationship with God, I have done all that's necessary. The price has been paid. The the, the sin has been uh, atoned. We, just open the door. I will come in and we will begin to fellowship together. I will sup with you and you with, with me. So if you haven't made that decision, you can do that. Right there in that, in the throne room of your own life, you just step off that throne and say, Lord, come into my life. Take your rightful place. I give myself to you. You can do that and come out of Egypt. But now we're learning now to go into, see, they came out of Egypt to go into Canaan. And so that's what this, uh, that's what the, the wandering in the wilderness, all of that has been about is preparation for going in to a life of victory, a life of stability, um, instead of living in tents and dwelling in temporary day-to-day, now they're going to walk in the ideas that they can now dwell in the land and, and experience God's presence as a daily thing. And so that's what I want you to do as well is to now as God's people, we need to to saddle up and cleanse our hearts by confession of our sin, experience the forgiveness and cleansing we have, and trust in God's Holy Spirit. To, as you obey His Word, as you tend His Word, trust in God's Spirit to lead you and guide you, to grow you, and to use you uh, in the lives of those around you. And uh, let's stay together as God's people, get with God's people, worship the Lord, and be in His Word. We'll finish up the book of Deuteronomy this week and be back here next Sunday to talk about it with you. Thanks for joining us, folks. God bless from here on The Bible Live. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 930 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The The Bible Bible Live Live Quiz Quiz Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and The Bible Live broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world.